Welcome to the Top Gun Minute, a daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the movie Top Gun one checked out minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Kaboom Boucher. And for the last time this week is Robert the Professor Black. Hello, hello. Hello. Now, I, I guess because, well, you should tell us how the minute starts and ends first. Okay. Well, we're here talking about minute 80. Minute 80 begins with Maverick saying it's a it's good to see you and ends with the best of the best. Yeah. It's kind of a, a sad conversation. And so I, I wanted to tell a quick story. Okay. Because it's a while ago now, happier part of the film. Their film they were singing Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. Uh the private school I went to, we like to be when we could get away with stupid jokes, we would. So we would sing that as great, um, like my balls are on fire instead. (laughs) (laughs) And so we thought it was funny. That's not the funny part of the story though. Funny part of the story is so one Friday night we're playing Pictionary at my house. Okay. uh, My sister was drawing for me and it was supposed to be great balls of fire. (laughs) And I'm like, slowly figuring out balls fire i'm getting it and then i get it and i have this epiphany and i scream out and my mom is playing with us by the way goodness gracious goodness gracious my balls are on fire (laughs) and then immediately realize what i just said and just i assume went red just dying of embarrassment (laughs) and people were laughing and that story they people still remember that in my family oh i bet (laughs) <laughs> that, that would have been sometime shortly after this movie was out and just <laughs> like how do I explain that one so mom so me and my friends <laughs> we make dumb jokes <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny uh, you know when I went to uh, when I went to San Diego mm-hmm uh, I went to the Kansas City barbecue where that that scene was filmed, and that room is very, 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 very tiny. So that the piano was in. So you know, I, yeah. I, I had a, this theory before, and it was basically proven to me when I went there that if that piano was actually sitting in that bar and they were playing it. Singing Gray Balls of Fire. Yeah. Nobody else in that building would be having a conversation <laughs> because they couldn't hear it. They wouldn't be able to hear it. Yeah. Well, they even make a point of her like yelling from across the way, like they had to be allowed. Yeah. And literally that where the piano what was and where that table is in the corner, it was literally like 10 feet away. <laughs> yeah. Super funny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing being there. It was it was very cool. So I guess we can get back to the minute. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so this place looks a bit bigger. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Even though now it's demolished. <laughs> right. Yeah. We Mavericks is uh or Pete. We could call him Pete. We can call him Mitchell. Whatever you want to call him. In this minute, yeah, Pete makes sense. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, yeah, it's still, you know, she says thanks, but where are you going? You know, 
like you want to know where is he going to go? What's he going to do now? So you know you don't even have, you don't even have a ticket, do you? Like they're at the <laughs> they're they're at an airport bar. Yeah. You know, there's planes in the background, commercial airplanes. You know, <laughs> and she sees right through. She knows it. He has nowhere to go. No. But she try. She's still trying to appeal to him. You know, saying you know she knows that he's still feeling guilty. Yeah. About Goose. And she, she's an astrophysicist. She's got the, the top secret clearance. Yeah, hey, I guess they did say top. She said top secret. There you go. There you go. She also said real genius. She's really likes Val Kilmer more than well, uh, Tom Cruise, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's you know, she's got the clearance, so she's so she's seen the evidence, <clears throat> and it's not your responsibility. You're not. It's not your fault. Yeah. You know? She tries to you know rear you know, no, he's still. You know, he still can do his job. You know, he can still make it through this training. You know, but he's got to get out of this slump. Yeah, she has a nice way of asking it in the script, where she she uh, says, "Because he says I didn't want to see you," and she says, "Well, thank you. Who the hell is in charge inside there?" <laughs> and he says, "Don't worry about it. I'm in charge." Except in the script, it says he's trying to get in charge. Like he's. He's not quite there yet, but mm. yeah, they're trying. They're trying to reach out to each other, and it's not quite sticking. Yeah, and uh, there's a there's a line she had in there that I, I think I'm glad they cut because he says, "What are you doing here?" And she says, "Same thing. You are making a big mistake." But I'm not sure she's making a big mistake. I think we're not supposed to think their relationship is a mistake, right? I think the movie is with them. It's okay with it. Yeah. They kind of, the movie kind of forced it on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It forced their, yeah. Yeah. My daughter, she's 19. She's never seen this movie, but she was in the room when I was watching it. And when they were talking, once she looked up, she's like, yeah, I don't ship it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not working. Yeah. You know, she tells him that he's one of the best pilots in the Navy. Mm hmm. And what you do up there, it's dangerous. Just like Iceman told him, that he's dangerous. Yep. It's dangerous. We all know this, but you got to move on. You know, you got to. We, we I talked about this. You know, after the, uh, the goose's death scene. You know, when pilots put all their emotions into a like a hypothetical box. Mm. You know put their family in one box and they put their friends in one box and, and, you know, whatever kind of relationships they have and they have to put them in this little invisible box and leave them there to go do their job, to go fly their planes because they can't think about that, those relationships while they're flying because then they can get emotional and it'll basically, you know, flood their mind with emotions that they won't be able to perform. Right. You know, well, it's like Cougar, his trigger of his freaking out was looking down at that pic, that photo he had of his wife and kid. Yeah. Jennifer Kowalvik is her name was the woman in the picture and her daughter. 
who was the actually the Kelly McGillis's stand-in huh. during the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, which you know, if you don't know what the difference between a stand-in and a double. It's it's different. You know, stand-in a double is a person that you see on film that you might see like from a you know the camera might be behind them and you might see yeah some hair or second you know, unit work stuff right like that. yeah that's what a, a double does a stand-in is a person that comes in and you know for where they try to set up all the lighting and if they have to put stuff around them the way they can see what it's going to look like you yeah know? and that's what um she did <laughs> yeah and and they needed a, a picture so they got her and she had a little a, a daughter who was like a year and a half old and they took the picture and that's who they use for cougar's wife pretty interesting mm-hmm. maverick's still like you know she's trying to talk and you know and which I, I like it when this happens you know when somebody somebody's trying to talk you know you know she's charlie is talking and then he's like He's saying his line and she doesn't stop talking. Yeah. You know, it's not a, you know, it's not a Broadway play, you know, it's not where they, you say your line, you say your line, then you say your line, then you, you know, back and forth, you know, it, it seems more real mm-hmm. not really like that, but you know, he's like, you just don't understand. And, and, you know, but she keeps going on. He's saying, you know, I first met you, you were larger in life. And now look at you. You look like crap. You know, you're not happy. You're not happy unless you go on Mach 2 with your hair on fire. And that's true. You know, that was the only time he was happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he's ever, you know, you can, you can tell from the movie that that's all he's dreamed about his whole life was to be the best fire pilot and going fast. That's all he wanted to do. Well, yeah, he doesn't get to say it in the movie, but in the script, he tells her outright says i can't move i'm empty it's like mm. that that's a sad pronouncement for yourself yeah i mean just the fact that he's you know he's at the airport but doesn't have anywhere to go is part of that it's like he wants to leave but where's he gonna go he doesn't have a life outside the navy right. not that we've heard right and we don't even is know his mother even still alive no his mother has died we, we found okay. that out. So now we know his father's dead. Yeah. And she died of, uh, shortly after that. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we don't know. We don't even know where he's from. Yeah. We don't know where anybody's from. <laughs> yeah. Someone's from Texas. I remember them saying that. Oh, well, there's a, uh, one of the, uh, on the, on the lockers. Okay. One of the names is Tex. Ah. Yes. Which doesn't necessarily mean they're from Texas. But no, yeah. right. no, but th- that's actually uh, in reference to one of the uh, the actual real Top Gun pilots mm. that was helped out in the movie. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, and she she responds to the empty line. She says, "I understand that too. Like the last few days, I've been empty. It's okay to be empty. It's what's okay next that worries me." Okay to crawl somewhere. Okay to throw away your friends. Okay to be a mediocre pilot. And he gets angry at that. So she's kind of egging him on, like challenging him. Yeah. The film version, she's a bit less of that. She does end with that. 
by calling him best of the best and all that. But yeah, she still kind of uses that. Well, it's it's not exactly the same, but in the in the next minutes, mm-hmm. when, you know, when she finishes this conversation, it's it's very much of a like reverse psychology type yeah. uh, speech to him. So, Which yeah. at this point for him will work. He doesn't he hasn't talked to Viper about his father yet. Right. And so at this point, he Maverick is essentially still that little boy. Mm-hmm. He just happened to have gotten really good at this particular thing because he was that little boy who needed to be what he thought his father was. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a, that it's kind of interesting. They don't outright talk about that motivation. Like they reference it in mm-hmm. conversations, but they never actually explain like, is he trying to be the best because he thought his father was the best and made a mistake or because of that mistake, does he think his father wasn't that good at it? He needs to be better. Yeah. It's a good question. Or a little of both. Like, it, that's the problem is he's stuck. Right. Not quite. He doesn't have an exact motivation, but he has a goal. Yeah. And then Viper fixes it. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely a fair question. I thought they might've shot a little more of this conversation though, because there's a little more in the script because when they we get to the end of the minute, when she says to be the best of the best, it's, from the back, mm-hmm. which is an easy way to hide a cut. Right. You put a line from a later part of the scene right. into an earlier part of the scene. Right. When we can't see her mouth. Yeah. So they might've filmed the longer version. Maybe. Yeah. But none of the, I have not yet to see a deleted scene. Well, that's more of a extended scenes on older mm-hmm. movies. Rarely, you rarely see them unless yeah. it's deleted outright. It doesn't show right. up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't know how much um I do know that there was a a different love scene mm. filmed. But it wasn't that great. <laughs> you know, it didn't really show, and that's why they went back 5 months later and reshot it. Huh. And to give them that what the audience wanted. They yeah. wanted that love scene it's it's unfortunate because i really wish there was deleted scenes or cut scenes that we could see oh yeah but apparently you know all the all the flying scenes they used every bit of it they had to (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, now the new movie supposedly they shot 800 hours worth of uh film Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, got the movie down to what? Two hours? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So, anyways, so uh, you want to plug any more of your podcasts before you, uh, we head off into the next week? I guess uh, dealing with, you know, grief and is that Navy? No, that's not Navy. That's some other military branch. Uh, I would say Five Minute Arrival. It's just a show I did with my wife uh, as my co-host, where we talked about the movie Arrival, five minutes at a time, and explored the behind-the-scenes 
stuff for and nitpick the crap out of their set decorations. <laughs> <laughs> they basically came up with uh, the alien language, uh-huh. but they only had a handful of words. And so they keep reusing the same ones yeah. over and over all over the screen. I'm like, they really didn't want someone to freeze frame on this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I tried to watch that movie. I think that the one with, um, um, Lois Lane from the yes new movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to watch that. I think I got maybe 20 minutes into it and then kind of got bored. <laughs> it's, it's fairly slow. I, I think it pays off really well and I'm good with slow movies. I'll watch mm-hmm. any movie once. Yeah. Even the few movies I turned off partway through, I went back later and made an effort to watch them again just to see what it, what crap did I miss. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, it works. Cool. Anything else? Any other any parting thoughts before we close out for the week? Um I th- I, I like something I said a few days ago about this being about Vietnam and like action movies in the eighties. That was a thing like Rambo, even lethal weapon, you know, yeah. he was a Vietnam vet and it was like this theme, but I think this one does it a little more subtler. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's 86. We're getting several years out at that point. We've had all these other action movies and it's more, Despite the volleyball scene, this is a lot of machinery and stuff. And at the time, I couldn't find the title of these books, but I remember these encyclopedia things that are, I went to a private Christian school, but still they had these encyclopedias of military hardware Okay, that we would get out and just look at these things, me and a couple of my friends. And we were really into like planes and jets and stuff like this at the time. I got over it later. But in 86, this was, this was a thing. I mean, we in my church, we were still saying World War III is coming and everything's going to end. So <laughs> we were very, we were fine with these like jingoistic. This isn't even that. I mean, they don't say who the enemy is. Right. We all assumed it was Russia. Right. Of course. But I realized watching it again. No, they never say that. Nope. So never. It, they, they had some restraint. Yeah. And that was cool. Well, they didn't want to start World War Three. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. 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 We we're like, oh, Cold War is kind of over. Let's uh, let's not piss off anybody. <laughs> yeah. Know, now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eighty six. It's like we're the Cold War is going in our favor, but it's not quite done. So yeah. don't piss yeah. them off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Professor. Been fun to be here. Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could, please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at Top Gun Minute Pod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, this episode pattern is full. <laughs>